Listener Production. Alana King, welcome to Willow Talk. Thank you very much. First question, Ashes. Yeah. How was it? It was unreal. I think it really just showcased what, what the women's game's about. Um, we would love to have won the Ashes over there, but to retain it is still a big tick for us. But it was a great spectacle for, for the game itself. You're a great celebrator of a wicket. <laughs> Does any practice go into that? <laughs> no, that's all just natural. What you see is uh, what you get, really. there's Yeah, it's just pure motion and just excited to take a wicket, that's for sure. And are you getting sunglasses uh, sponsorships thrown at you? No, I don't. But Do you Oakley, want to make if, a case for it now? Yeah, Oakley, if you're listening, like help a sister out. Like I love your sunnies, but send some my way because I can keep changing them every season. So hit me up. Not just per, multiple times per season. You know, different formats, different teams. I think you need to really you know, prioritise which one. Well, Specialise. Can you guys help me get this? That's like, what we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, sweet. Okay, we're great. trying our best. All right, 20 questions for your Lana King. T20 Lana question. 20 questions. Uh, first one, what's your full name, date of birth and the teams you play for? Alana Maria King, 22nd of the 11, 1995. Play for the Perth Scorchers, WA women's cricket team, Australia. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> More to come. Uh, what's your first cricket club and your favourite memory playing for them? Oakley Cricket Club in Melbourne, Victoria. They were my junior club. I pretty much just followed my brother wherever he went. So he played at that club. So did I. And that's where my cricketing journey started. Did you ever play with your brother? Uh, yes, I actually played with my brother and my dad as dad used to play in the transport uh, department cricket association. So there was one game that someone had to come off and I actually fielded for six balls, but it was a pretty cool experience to do it with both my dad and brother. But my brother was actually my junior coach. So we wow. won a couple of premierships together. So that's pretty cool. So every time you you know reach a milestone, achieve something, does he sort of ask for a bit of credit? Oh, he definitely loves to take credit, <laughs> um, especially with bowling. He's like, oh, you wouldn't be such such a good bowler if, if I, you didn't have to bowl to me for hours on end as a kid, which I absolutely hated because, <laughs> yeah, he would just take the bat and I just had to bowl all day. Were you a leggy from the start? No, I actually started off as a, as a medium pacer, as every kid does, because it's probably the easiest thing to learn. And then yeah. uh, dabbled in off spin, but then didn't really like that. And he introduced me to leg spin. That's where I took it up. And yeah, as I said many times before, like Shane Warne was on my screens all yeah. summer long. So when I got to watch him, I was like, yeah, he makes it look fun. So I'm definitely going to do this. And didn't know what I was getting myself into, to be honest. More credits in the bank for the brother, teaching you to bowl leg spin. Oh, just let's not pump up his tyres too much. <laughs> What's his name? Mark. All right, Mark. If you're listening, <laughs> calm down a bit, mate. <laughs> Those six balls that you fielded, where were you fielding? Probably at – actually, I was at deep deep square leg. Uh, the ball did not come to me once, so. That's a hot spot in the field, though. Not for, like, <laughs> uh, veterans cricket. Like, right, it sure. It barely gets past the in inner circle, so – yeah, I was just kind of strutting around and running amok. They hit it out to you, they're jogging one. It's, a, yeah, it's an easy single. There's definitely no quick singles there. They probably will pop a calf or something, the the old boys, but no, it was just awesome to be around. And you would have played with boys growing up, right? When yep. was your first full 11 with all girls? I actually played in the primary school sports Victorian team and that was an all-girls team. And right. that was the first time that I actually saw that other girls play cricket. Like, as you said, like the, I've only played with boys and juniors, but when I had to start trying out for, 
for this team. I saw that there were so many other girls that played cricket and loved cricket as just as much as I did. So that was my first all-girls team and that was pretty cool. Was that the moment you thought, this is what I'm going to do? Oh, yeah. I think as soon as like, I don't know, I was just a sporty kid. I loved playing all sports. I played a lot of tennis. I actually played more tennis than I did cricket and right. played that at an earlier age. So I always want – I had dreams of playing in Grand Slams and – uh, playing at the Aussie Open, but that didn't come true. So cricket was the second best thing and um, I'm pretty happy that, where I am. Second best? Well, yeah, to be fair, it was my, like, tennis was my first love. Like, again, I just yep. loved tennis so much. And, yeah, as soon as I started playing cricket, I was doing really well and, and climbing the ranks in cricket, whereas I was staying a bit um, in the same spot with tennis. So I jumped on the cricket bandwagon and, and here we are. Next question is your childhood idol and have you met them? Now, this could be tennis as well. Yeah, so when I was growing up, I used to love – now, this is a left-field uh, answer, but okay. I used to love Jennifer Capriati oh, as, yeah. as a tennis player. And I saw her at the Aussie Open as we did every year. My family would go the first Saturday of every every Oz Open and she was playing on uh, – it was called Vodafone Arena at that stage, yeah. uh, which is now Hisense. And I used to love her and I remember she had a big fan base in Melbourne and I was – not too smaller than what I am at this age, <laughs> but I was quite small then and I wanted her signature at the end of the game and I just remember this very fondly that these, these security guards actually protected me because her fans were like very fanatical and they came up to the, the barricades and they were pushing and shoving and they saw that I was like almost two foot and I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> really see ab ab above the barricades. So they protected me. They actually handed the ball that I wanted to her and I got it signed. So very cool moment. But as I got older, I just admired Serena Williams and yep. I thought she is the GOAT and she'll always be the GOAT, just what she's accomplished in her career. And yeah, she's a trailblazer. So never got to meet her, but uh, I idolised her as a kid. Still a chance to meet Serena. You got the ball of Capriati still? Uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's in, the, it's in the study back home. I actually can't remember where it is, but I'm sure it's tucked away. You got to frame that. Put that in a glass box. Oh, it's, it's actually probably in a glass, um, in a glass itself, just sitting on a. <laughs> the ball's just sitting on a glass. So yeah, we might have to dig through and actually find it. Cricket-wise, was it Warney? Always Warney. Being of Indian background, though, definitely Sachin Tendulkar. He was always on the screens, and our family just adored him, the little master. So um, I did have a, a Sachin Tendulkar shirt that I used to wear to the cricket when Australia would play India, and when he'd bat, I'd actually put that on. But then as soon Outrageous. as he got out and then I put the Aussie shirt back on <laughs> because, yeah, I have to stick, stay true to the roots, you know. Did you meet Warney? Uh, yes, I did. It was when I was probably 11 or 12. There was a cricket clinic at the MCG and there was, uh, I would say, about 20 kids. And it was just a clinic with, with Shane Warne of Bowling Spin. And all he said to me was just spin it hard and, and do it with a big smile on your face. And I still use that till that motto and that mantra today but wish I would have been able to do something a bit later on in my career so I understand a bit more of what leg spin's all about. I still actually can't believe he's not around. I know. Because you're such a big presence in Australian cricket. You just think and you see him in highlights and old clips all the time. You just expect him to pop up again but it's just so weird, isn't it? It is and when you don't hear him in the com box um, during the summer of cricket, it, yeah, you kind of take a step back and be like, hey, the, the, yeah, the king's not actually here and which is sad and he'll always be missed and every summer that comes around, I, I definitely miss him because I thought just what his insights to the game is incredible and I think he brought a lot to the game, um, whether it was his 
don't know, his flair that he had uh, whilst he played off the field. But, yeah, <laughs> I think it was just he's a guy who will always be missed and will, will be missed for generations to come. Insights into the game and insights into his menu and what do you say? Pizzas, anything with tomato sauce, bolognese. He said to me once, when you think of the kids' menu, think of me. So, <laughs> I yeah, that's pretty pubs much. Pubs around Australia should call the kids' menu the Shane Warne menu. I, I agree with that, yeah. Growing up, what was your favourite DVD? Oof. There was too many. There was too many classics. I used to have Like Mike on repeat. Like Mike? Yeah, I used to yeah. love that movie and I still do. Um, I used to watch it with a childhood friend all the time whenever I'd be at her house. That's the first movie that I wanted to watch and she'd crack it because she's like, that's all we ever watch. Like, <laughs> why can't we watch something else? I'm like, well, it's the best movie. I used to absolutely love that. When's the last time you watched it? Probably the start of the year. <laughs> You've seen it that recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. How can you not like it? But little Bow Wow in there. Little so. Bow that's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was probably a – probably watched it way too much that there's probably like scratches on the on the DVD amount of times it's gone through the DVD player. You could you could go and watch it and go word for word? Uh, not word for word. If you want word for word, that's like bend it like Beckham. Right. Yeah, obviously, you know, paying tribute to the roots there and <laughs> yeah. I think my whole family just related that movie to me because I was just the sporty the sporty girl in the family and they're like, oh, if only you were playing soccer, you'd like this, <laughs> this movie's literally about you but – yeah, I love Bend It Like Beckham and there's another Indian movie called Bride and Prejudice. Right. Uh, and that is that is hilarious. And if you haven't watched it, get onto it because it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. Is that full Bollywood? Uh, no, it's it's all in English. Yeah. Um, but just the the family behind it, it's, it's just hilarious and it's a good watch. What was your first job? A tennis coach. Right. Yeah, my, so I played at my junior club and my coach was like, would you like to dabble in, in a bit of coaching? Uh, and I was like, absolutely. But I think you had to earn your stripes as a coach. Like, first of all, it was stacking up the shed, clearing out the shed, putting yeah. all the balls away. I think that's what I did for for about a year before I actually got to get on court and coach, coach the little kids, which I, I used to love doing. And, yeah, progressed to doing that and then started coaching the older kids, which I absolutely loved as well. Done any cricket coaching? Yes, done plenty of cricket coaching. I was... A coach in in Melbourne for for a couple of teams. Um, I worked at Halebury School High School, and I ran the girls' cricket team over there. So that was awesome. And I've done a fair bit of coaching in in Perth as well. So started up a, a cricket coaching business with another girl in Perth. Uh, that was going really well. And then it it hasn't died a natural death. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but I haven't been around obviously that much. But she she keeps picking up the slack. So that's what's happening in the background. We need to revive it. Keep it going. Uh, how do you have your coffee? Standard, flat white, pretty basic. No um, frills there? Nah, like full, full cream milk. Give me the strong stuff. Yep. None of this oat milk or almond milk <laughs> or soy. Not sure about that. I think people just do that for attention. Oh. Controversial. That's a shot. That's a yeah. shot to your teammates. Nah, but um, to be fair, I've tried almond milk. Absolutely hated it. Wow. Um, but... I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. It's just not my thing. Just give me the, the full full cream stuff. Almond milk, very sweet. Is it sweet? I think it's sweet. I definitely Anyone? don't think it's Guys? sweet. No. Can you shake your heads around here? But apparently oat milk's the way to go. Oat milk's the way to go. Well, my brother, we went out for breakfast the other day. Mark and again. Jesus, yeah, Ma- yeah, seriously, Mark's. <laughs> um, he ordered a, an almond flat white and I looked at him. I was like, since when have you gone into the almond? And he's like, oh. 
you know, I just feel so good and I'm like, here we go, turn it up. But I'll I'm stick su- with a full cream flat white, thank you. I'm surprised you haven't followed Mark. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not a follower. Actually, no, I am. <laughs> I am sheep. I'd like to say I'm a bit of a sheep. I'll just follow the, the trend. But with that stuff, nah. Food and drink is too precious to me. Right. So I'll stick to stick to my guns with that. Is it dangerous being a sheep when one of your main rivals is a wolf? Mm. Georgia Wareham, the wolf? Uh, yeah, but we could probably lead each other astray at times. More so on the off-field side of things. <laughs> right. But, yeah, when you put it like that way, it's probably not the best to be a sheep. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your Uber rating? Oh, it's four point... I'm going to say it's going to be 4.6. You can check now. Yeah, check I'd now. Like, I'd like to say it's above four, four and a half. Let's have a look. Uber. How do we actually check our Uber rating? I think you press the menu and it sh- you should be able to the top. It counts. Oh, 4.77. There hey, we go. that's pretty good. I- I'd take that. Can uh, you think of anything that may have lowered it? Has there been an incident? Poor. Or maybe a rogue passenger you've booked your an Uber for that may have brought it down a bit? tarnished your name and your rating no i have if anything i've actually done good to the uber drivers you're a tipper you're a tipper not a tipper but i would shout them food okay on the occasional night out (laughs) (laughs) Mac is chips on the way home uh we won't go into what we've ordered (laughs) but um i might may have you know bought them something along the way so maybe they've you know bumped up my rating through drive through i don't want to be getting out of the uber because in case they just drive away like then you're you're pretty much cooked so uh yeah i'd like to see i don't know has anyone had higher than 4.7 you're the you're the clubhouse leader i'll own that with pride so you're doing well how many holes does a straw have how many holes yeah one just one yeah i think interesting well, what, what do you think? I'm not sure. It's a debate that's raging at the moment. Okay. One hole. One hole. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Who gave you your first Aussie cap? Shelly Nitschke. She presented my T20 cap. Uh, that was a very exciting day. I had my whole family there at Adelaide Oval yep. uh, during the uh, our home Ashes series last year. Uh, and her speech was – it was very, very memorable. Uh, I think she hit on the heartstrings but also – said some pretty funny stuff that uh, was all true, but it was, it was a very good speech from Shell. Can you share some of it with us? Oh, she alluded to me, obviously, with my sonnies, Oakley. This one's for you again. <laughs> yeah, my sonnies, I have played the Big Bash in some braids. Right. In two different styles of braids. I used to wear a, well, was a do-rag, but a bandana. Right. Um, during the Big Bash as well to, you know, keep it intact. Yep. So that was pretty funny. I didn't think she would allude to that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that they were the funniest bits. If you haven't watched it, look it up. It's, it was pretty funny. We'll check it out. Are you a good cricket watcher? Uh, oof, depends. If I'm sitting in the stands, I absolutely love watching cricket. And I'm a, I would say I'm a cricket snuff. Like, the cricket's always on during the summer. Right. No matter who's playing, uh, it'll always be on the TV. I just love cricket. But if I'm, like, part of a team and it comes to like crunch time and I can't do anything because I'm not part of it or uh, we're batting and you're in no control. I do get a bit nervous, but um, it's just about keeping, keeping myself as calm as I can because there's enough stress heads on the, on the bench (laughs) uh, whilst watching cricket. So uh, I think I'm an okay watcher. 
Okay. Yeah. We'll put you at okay. What's your pump up song when you're playing cricket? Oh. Oh, yeah, I don't discriminate against music. <laughs> Apart from any screamo or heavy metal, that can get in the bin. Right. Like, that is just not me. But I'll listen to anything. Um, there's, there's a team playlist that goes around our change rooms, but when I mean team, I mean Megan Shoots playlist. <laughs> and that has some rogue choices of music there, but it goes for about six hours long, so... <laughs> Yeah, as you could imagine, there's definitely a lot of variety of music there. Is there a teammate whose music you don't want any any bar of? No, I think I actually quite like everyone's taste in music. As I right. say, I'm pretty open to it, any possible genre of music. So, yeah, I'll dabble in everything. Except so. for a bit of Nine Inch Nails, a bit of Metallica, you're off that stuff. Nah, like, do you classify that as music? Someone's screaming in your ear. Well, there's a drum, there's a beat, I think. Please, you know, that's part of it. that's... That gives me headaches, so I'm not sure how anyone can even listen to that, let alone you can't sing along to that. You're screaming to that. so Good for appeals. Yeah. Maybe practice your appeals to those songs. Yeah. I'll need a guitar, electric guitar on my hand on the, on the pitch then. Because what are you saying when you appeal? Are you just going, ah, or are you actually saying, how's that? How's that? You actually say? Yeah. How's it's, that? It's got to a point where people just throw their arms up and just make any kind of noise. Uh, yeah, but then I feel as though you're going to scare the umpire. Like if you're just going to yell at them. Yeah, um, Yeah, here's, I'd like to say, how's that? I'm pretty sure I say, how's that? Here's one for you. Not really a spinner's thing, but Quick's doing the celeb appeal where they, it's an LB and they're running down the wicket, not even turning around the umpire. Are you for or against that? Oh, I do love it because I think that's, that's a proper like Peacock moment right yeah. there. Um, He's not here right now, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam Peacock is the host of Willow Talk. Sorry. Right, okay. That's gone over your head. Yeah, I think that's al- like it's very alpha and you just hope the umpire's like agreeing with you. You're like you've got to be absolutely certain that yep. that's hitting it's missing off its missing leg, it's hitting middle <laughs> off middle. I don't think I could do that. I'd always ask the question. Yeah. They are there to do a job, the umpires, so ask the question. And it's about respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about respect. James uh, Pattinson was notoriously known for doing the Yeah. What do you call it? Celebration appeal. Celeb appeal. Celeb appeal. Yeah. Stuart brought another one. Clearly, I don't know what it's called because I don't do it. You don't do it. How messy is your locker? Not very messy. I like to keep things pretty tidy. Yeah, just make sure my shirts and my shirts are all hung up. Uh, My bag's relatively neat. The kit bag doesn't get uh, get opened much because in this team, like you don't really get an opportunity to bat. So. That's pretty much zipped up the whole time. Yeah. Just make sure my spikes, my sunscreen and my sunnies are good to go. Are you happy with that? Not having to bat much? Yeah, because like I get to watch the show. So (laughs) uh, I love it. We've got an awesome team and we've been put in situations that, yeah, sometimes the tail tail has to come in and bat, but I obviously love watching how the the girls go about their business. Where do you sit on the team bus? Ooh, middle. I would say I'm mid-pack. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that in status or is it just in uh, where No, you it's just sit? where I've ended up. I think it was during the World Cup, the ODI World Cup in New Zealand. And I just generally would like to sit in the front anyway, just like the closer to the front. Yeah. Um, so we went through the back door of the bus and I turned left. Yeah. And all of a sudden all the staff sit up there. So then I was like, I'll never make this mistake again. And they no. were all giving me... Bit of grief for being like, what are you doing at the front of the bus? Sitting like, with the teachers. Yeah, and I was pretty much all sitting with the teachers. Yeah. So from that moment, I just went, as long as I can sit past the last staff member on the bus, it's all good. 
Who do you like to sit next to? Well, we all pretty much have our own seats on the bus, which is pretty nice. Uh, who's not generally behind me? Darcy Brown's generally behind me. Jono's in front of me. And I think to the left of me, Ash Gardner and Kimmy G. They're all around that area. So. And are you a headphones in or are you chatting? Depends. Sometimes it's headphones in, sometimes it's a chat, or sometimes I've just put my speaker on and put some tunes on for everyone. So I've got to make sure I read the room well and yep. to see if we're if everyone's are, are, um, ready for some tunes or, yeah, it just all depends on the mood. What do you eat on a game day? Oh, I'm not superstitious. Anything that comes my way, I'll eat. Right. Food is gold, so <laughs> I will eat anything and I don't discriminate. Apart from avocados, I'm allergic to that, so. You're allergic to them? Yeah, sad times, I Actually know. Actually allergic to them? Well, yes, it's, I'm not anaphylactic, so like right. you don't have to have an EpiPen on standby. Yeah. But I think there was a period of time that I went hell for leather for it and I just ate it all the time. I'm talking breakfast, lunch, mm. uh, and then I stopped eating it for a while and then I started eating it again and then was violently ill. We won't go into details, but I was like, oh, that's a bit odd. But then I tried it a few more times, same result. So we've just parked it. Like avocado can sit on the back bench. You've, you've had so much of it. It's not listening to a song so much that you listen to it so much that you, you don't like it yeah, anymore. I've, yeah, I've probably made myself intolerant to it. So yeah. not the greatest thing, but there's better things to eat than avocado. Some of the guys like that with red wine here. Intolerance, red wine? Intolerance of it. Watch these guys go about it. That's a real shame, guys. <laughs> That's a real shame. Grapes are good for you. How do you rate your sledging game out of 10? Zero. I've got no sledge game because one, I get, well, not that I get sledged, but I, I don't know what to do other than laugh. Like I don't engage in it. Right. And I don't think it's in my nature to have a crack at someone. Like I'm just happy for, for the skill work to do the talking. And I think that gives you the last laugh, but no, I'm shocking at sledging. It's not my go-to. You can't intimidate a batter with a bouncer. No, as that's, a spinner, yeah, can you? But no. you can bamboozle and make a fool out of them. Yeah, you can. So that's the only sort of pride you can get out of it, whereas fast bowlers can actually hurt you so, yeah. and they can leave a, a mark on you, literally. Yes. Um, so, yes. yeah, you've just literally got to make them look silly. Hopefully you can make them look silly. Have you ever got a batter out and you thought, I've properly shamed them? Like they've had no idea that wrong one's come out completely confused them. Oh, look. There's got to be one. That I've made a batter look silly. Oh, could be the the wicket of Tammy Beaumont in the ODI World Cup where I dragged her out of her crease, got mm. some really good drift and it just ripped straight past her and she was in no man's land and, and Midge took the bells very easily. Probably that's probably my favourite wicket just because yep. that is like leg spinners porn really. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> Not sure if I could say no, that. you can but. say that. Hey, you can say that. That was my next question about DVDs. No, uh, <laughs> what? what uh, is that the most satisfying way to get a wicket for a leg spinner? What's a, what that? Do, yeah, yeah. Probably dragging them out of their crease and either getting it stumped or hitting the top of off, like yep. pitching on leg stump and hitting the top of off or outside leg. I think that they're the most satisfying things. Yeah. What's your sunscreen routine? I wear sunscreen all day, every day, pretty much. Yeah, you don't get zinc? No, zinc's too thick for my skin. Yeah. And I don't like the feeling of zinc on my skin. Yeah. I like the non-greasy sunscreens. Yeah. So Neutrogena Beach Defense is the one I go to. 
Again, another plug, Neutrogena, like help a sister out. <laughs> uh, but I've stuck to the same sunscreen for years. It smells good. It's nice on the skin. It protects me from the sun. If that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, clip that up. That was great. How do you wind down after a game? I'm a pretty chill person at the best of times. So, look, it's probably – if it's a win, it's probably enjoying that win with my teammates, with some music in the background. There's always music in my life, whether I'm at home, in a hotel room. I think music is always what is one of the best ways for me to just chill out, wind down, scroll through socials. I think that's inevitable, um, especially night games. You can't really wind down too, yeah. too quickly. So, yeah, I think uh, we all become scrolling warriors uh, after night games, but pretty chill. Being around people, it's what I get the most out of. How do you go on social media? Do you read the comments? Yeah, and I have a laugh about them because I'm just like these – some people just – They'll only say this behind a keyboard or behind sure. a screen and they'll never say it to you in person. So, again, I just have a bit of a laugh about that. I don't really get too riled up about comments that get said on social media. So you just got to take it with a pinch of salt. You, you've put yourself out out to the world. You're playing international cricket and you're yeah. playing for Australia. So there's always going to be people who envy that yeah. and want you to do badly. So take it on the chin and, and move on. Who are the Scorchers playing in the WBBL final this year? Oh, I've said, I said we we're going to play sixes in the mm-hmm. final. But as I think about it more, look, there's, there's, there's some really good teams. And I think, well, Sydney Thunder have taken Cappy away from, from the Scorchers. Yeah. And she adds, no matter which team she plays for, whether it was for the Scorchers or going to be for the Thunder, she always adds that element of difference. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Thunder waltz their way back into the, into the WBBL final on the back of what Cappy does and brings to a team. So, yeah, it's Thunder or Sixes. I know that's very Sydney-based, but I think that they're going to be the ones. Looking a little bit past the WBBL, multi-format tour of India coming up, what does a test in India mean to you? What, how does that get the blood boiling? Well, yeah, I think it, when you speak to the blokes about it, they they say after the Ashes or probably some of the saying uh, in line with the Ashes is is winning a test series in, Indi- in India. Yep. So when they speak about how hard it is to do it over there, that just gets the juices flowing for us. And I think we haven't experienced those conditions in, in a Red Bull format. So this is very exciting times. And I think the whole team is, is absolutely pumped that we, we get to play a test match in India. Uh, we don't know where it is, obviously. Yep. So uh, I think that's going to – everyone's waiting for, for those, I guess, grounds and fixtures to be announced and where it's going to be. But nevertheless, I think this is going to be an incredible experience for everyone. Spin a bowl in India, though, doesn't get much better, right? No. I think that's the one place that you absolutely would sell one of your kidneys for because, <laughs> yeah, spin bowling, Indian wickets or subcontinent wickets, you can't get much better than that. Back to WBBL sort of all around the shop here at the moment. Uh, who's the hardest batter to bowl to? We can make it world cricket. Ooh, let's, go, hardest let's try batter. and stay on the timeline here. Hardest batter to bowl to? Well, Soph Devine was the hardest I had to bowl to, but I moved over to the Scorchers because I didn't have to bowl to her <laughs> yeah. and I didn't have to chase balls that went 20 rows back. So yep. the pure strength that she has is incredible. Same with Moons as well. I hated bowling to her when she... Uh, well, when she was even at the heat, but then moved to the Scorchers and I was still at the Stars, I hated uh, bowling to her. She hits pockets that 
you don't really know how to defend. Um, so now we know why you went to the Scorchers. Yeah, correct. Exactly <laughs> right. So I didn't have to bolt to those yeah. title opening batters really. Yeah. In the WBBL, Susie Bates is very hard to bowl mm. to. Uh, she loves to move around and she loves to keep you guessing, which keeps you on your toes. So, yeah, but just because of her pure movement, not the way she strikes the ball, but her pure movement is probably the trickiest to bowl to. Last question. What's the best piece of advice that you've given? If you're not playing cricket with a smile on your face, you're probably in the wrong sport. Yes, it gets hard at times and losing sucks, but I think if you're smiling more than you are frowning, I think you, you're going okay and it's not the be-all or end-all. Like we're, we're playing a game that we love and we're playing with our best mates. And it's not tennis. It's Suck not at tennis. tennis. It's not tennis. So. Cop that tennis. No, hey, like we, we love tennis. Okay, like, we like tennis. We, we like tennis. We, I was a ball kid. Where? At, at the Aussie Open for Where? two years. Yep. How did, you, how did you get that job? Um, you have to actually apply, go through like proper training, tryouts and everything. There's a big process that goes into the Australian ball kids and they're probably the best ball kids around any Grand Slam. Yeah, right. Um, did you feel the pressure? Uh, yes, I did when... It was a final of Lena and Kim Clijsters in the women's final. And Lena, and Lena absolutely went off at me, like blew her head off at me because she didn't ask for a towel. So I didn't give her her towel. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she wanted her towel and just blew her gasket, gave her a towel, didn't even want it. So like, goodness me, that was a, a nervous probably 30 seconds and my heart was pounding. Lena. Lena just Who went won? off. Kim Clijsters. Bit of karma there, wasn't it? Bit of karma. Got to hold the trophy with Kim Clijsters. Good day. Just going to sign it? Not the trophy. She has well, to anything, take that Well, anything, a ball home. or something, nah, your, your floppy a, hat or whatever it was. Got a good photo with her, so that that's all that counts. Photos last a lifetime. <laughs> Another good piece of advice. Thank you, Alana King. Thank you very much.